4: on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm the 24th of August, and it is a day for the theater of the absurd. If you wanted to watch the theater of the absurd, you were able to do so in the ACC network, the Pac-12 networks, if you had like a magnifying glass (laughs) and could actually find it somewhere in the Big Ten network. Meanwhile, the SEC network was re-airing National Championship game wins. (laughs)
5: Let it not be lost on everybody, that the kicking and screaming done by the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 today, the anti-ESPN thing, whatever you want to call that hour-long worth of nonsense, was aired on an ESPN-owned network partnered with the ACC. Let's not let that irony get lost on anybody. They aired the, we don't want ESPN to control all of college football press conference on a network owned by ESPN.
4: That would be the ACC network. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, boys. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at (sighs) supertalk.fm. We are glad to be with you. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. If you're a parent, you already know your kids are online for everything. That's why CSPIR is providing award-winning parental controls from Bark free with any CSPIRE wireless plan. Learn more at cSpire.com slash Bark. We're coming to you live from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home. Golden Moon Casino, the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, and the award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Check them out online at
5: pearlriverresort.com. What's up, guys? What, this is one of those days, Richard, where as the... I'm glad we don't schedule the show out for times anymore because I would sit down with all of the stuff we have to cover today and think, what the heck do we do per hour? I mean, we've got... This Alliance press conference, which aside from a few friendly media members that are praising this somehow, was largely a disaster. If I was an athletic director at Clemson, for example, I would be embarrassed and frankly pretty mad at my my commissioner for that charade today. So we got that. We've got the LSU thing being the first SEC team to say, either have to show proof of vaccination or negative test to get into our stadium this year. You've got... And Jay- students have to be vaccinated to go to school. Yeah, at every LSU. student by, has to have happened by September 10th, and fully vaxxed by middle of October, right? I think that's the day. T- Either way, so you've got you've got that going on at LSU. That's a big story. You have Jameis taken over last night, well, looking well, on really on good. But, but before
4: you go to the Jameis thing, you've also got the announcement that comes from the University of Georgia.
5: Yeah, go on the
4: opposite. Say, we will be at full capacity. There will not be a mask mandate, and nobody's going to have to
5: show proof of anything to get into the stadium. And for what it's worth, uh, comments or, or – John Cohen and Keith Carter were separately reached for comment, and they basically said, we don't have any plans to do that right now. And since we are inside of two weeks from kickoff, that means Mississippi State's the first game here. Uh, it'll be just like Georgia, barring something shocking. And then you know Jameis blowing up last night, all kinds of other stuff. What a news day! And it's mostly centered around idiocy, as is tradition, I guess. Hey, Dad, were you smiling big watching
4: the first quarter, the first couple of quarters of Saints-Jags last night? It
6: was impressive, you know. I especially—I don't know who was more impressive. I thought you know the, the throws were good, but Marquez Callaway, the Saints have just done it again they've just gone and found you know everybody else's trash is the saint's treasure they just they constantly find these guys and uh yeah, more specifically tennessee's really trash
4: is the saint's treasure
6: <laughs> hey, they even had they also. had a trash bucket at one time maybe they were that's where they were holding Kamara and uh and Callaway up i don't know he's a star but yeah I'm, I'm, i yeah he he is a star in the making and
4: yeah just another one so Feeling good, feeling good. The throw that Jameis made and the catch that Callaway made on the opening drive of the game saw the defense, saw his guy, let it fly through a frozen rope down the middle of the field, over the corner in the safety. Ball could not have been thrown any better. Pass interference on the play, and Callaway still manages to come down and makes that unbelievable one-handed catch in the end zone. It took Steve
5: Levy like ten seconds to realize he caught it, and same here. Ne- like, wait, what? what? I did not you realize the he TV had caught
4: announcers it. nor the radio announcers knew that it was a touchdown. Huh. I
6: remember as he goes down, I'm like, ah, throw the flag. There we go, ball on the one. And then a couple minutes go by, and I'm go, wait, he he caught that. And then I saw the replay. I was like, well. Dang.
5: I am not saying, because it is not true, that Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. I am not saying that. However, you saw last night something that was missing and has been missing in that offense for a few years now. That was the longest a ball has traveled in the air for the Saints offense since 2016. (laughs) Since 2016. They haven't had a ball thrown that far in the air in a game. There was some juice on that throw. Uh, I mean, so that's an element of this offense that they've been missing for so long. And those two touchdown passes are things that Taysom Hill cannot do. And honestly, they're, it's the NFL. A lot of quarterbacks can make those throws, but it's not all of them. The kid's impressive. It's it's always, it was always going to end up this way, right? We all thought that all the signs were pointing to that being the case, but last night really showed you that one of them is a lifelong trained quarterback who, crab leg jokes and interception jokes aside, has elite level ability. Hasn't put it all together, but elite level ability and has been doing it his entire life and why the other guy has been playing flex tight end in the NFL and was not good at playing quarterback in college. It, it, that, that just played out right in front of our eyes last night and justified everything all three of us and most people out there listening thought going into this. One's a quarterback and a talented one, and one's a heck of an athlete who wants to be quarterback. That was the difference, and we saw it last night. Lucas in union. Come on, guys. Jameis should have looked
4: good. It was the preseason against a bad Jaguar team. He had a perfect passer rating.
5: It's not, that's not looking you know, good. It's looking elite. When you, when
6: you play a bad team and you, you look good, well, that's what you're supposed to do. So he did it. You know That's what you're supposed to do. People say that all the time. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do. But if you don't do it, it's, it's a bad sign. When you do it, that's a good sign. It means you're on the right path.
4: There is a lot to get to with regard to the alliance press conference earlier today. The alliance between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. Let's start the, here. Uh, David Hale writes at The Athletic. I think covers... No, I'm sorry. He's with, with ESPN. Didn't he used to be at The Athletic? Maybe not. Uh, I asked George Klyavikov, this is on Twitter, if there could be parameters discussed on playoff expansion about pooling all revenue. Hmm. Or capping teams from one conference. Sorry, is that socialism or communism? I'm not sure which. All the criteria related to CFP expansion is on the table for discussion, responded Klyavikov. Asked, Is the information that's changed regarding SEC membership since the 12-team plan was announced the reason for a possible delay? Leavikoff astutely noted, David Hale writes, the info hasn't changed. What's changed is who knows about it. David Hale writes, so not hard to read his mindset there. Feedback that David Hale has gotten from several athletics directors from multiple leagues, less about voting down the expansion plan, and all three commissioners today said they favored some form of expansion, but rather win. Which goes back to the point that Michael Borky made earlier in the week. There appears as if there is a strong interest and giving entities not named ESPN the opportunity to come to the table
5: as well. That is all this is about. They tried to talk about integrity and academic prowess and all this garbage. And the scheduling thing is equally as pathetic, honestly, because they could already schedule each other, and we're looking into the 2030s before they could actually make this alliance happen there is also no formal agreement whatsoever they just trust each other yes they said that out loud but that's what that this that is out loud they said that out loud but that's what this has always been about they want their television partners to have a seat at the table in these negotiations that's all they want and nothing else but but for all
4: of them ESPN is one of their television partners it's the ACC's exclusive television partner. till 2037. The Big 10 is partially in bed with ESPN, and the Pac-12 is partially in bed with ESPN. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We're going to talk some Notre Dame this afternoon. We'll talk.
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
8: No-Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction, your certified certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school.
1: I love you. Bye,
8: Mom.
9: Or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
10: Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby.
9: We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot, at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
1: Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees, ever. Banks offer coffee. So, what's more important? A Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee. You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs.
12: Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Lending and deposits, products provided by Goldman Sachs, Bank USA, member FDIC.
8: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601 790 9407.
0: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. (laughs) Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, thanks for being with us. C Spire text line open at 601-879-4395. I was having trouble hearing Michael Borky, so my apologies for talking just smooth into that commercial break. Uh, we are continuing our preview Of Top 25 teams in college football. We've been all through the SEC. We have talked about Clemson and Oklahoma this afternoon. And Ohio um, State. And Ohio State. We will get to Notre Dame and Oregon this afternoon as well, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Tyler Horka will join us to uh, talk about Notre Dame. He writes at Blue and Gold Illustrated now. And James Krepia who has covered the Oregon Ducks for a long time, will uh, will join us. Um, coming up at 4.37 this afternoon. So, let's lose Saints first. What did you take away last night? I think, let, let me just lay a couple of things out there, and, and we'll go from there. I think there's reason to be excited about this Saints defense. They're pretty good on that side of the ball. I'm not entirely sure about depth on that side of the ball. I'm not sure the back end of the roster is where it needs to be, but really most teams in the NFL could say that. But that first group that runs out there with the Saints
5: pretty darn salty, especially in the front seven. I mean, it- Secondary should be fine. Like you said, depth in the secondary is a real concern. You lose a player or two back there and you're in big trouble. I mean, it's a 53-man roster. If you lose a player or two, you're probably in trouble anyway, but it's especially evident with New Orleans. But the front seven, Davenport really looks like a guy that you trade a first-round pick for now, finally. Yeah, it's taken, what, three years? It has, but he looks like it now. And then the linebacking core, which was a position of, I mean, desperate need going into the draft, and you thought it was going to be extremely weak. And Demario Davis played very limited last night, but looks, Brandon, Mississippi's Demario Davis, by the way, uh, looks as good as ever. And Zach Bond again. I mean, just that front seven is going to be nasty. And it's preseason, but it's two preseason games in a row against two very different teams where they were flat-out dominant on the line of scrimmage and at the point of attack, especially in the running game, which has kind of been their staple for years now. It's really encouraging considering the losses. And Quan Alexander hadn't played yet.
6: Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a good – like you said, the, the first 11 are good, and it's the, there's depth on the D-line and the linebackers. We knew going back into, the, you know, into March and April that cornerback was going to be an issue for them, but we'll see how they get through it.
5: Debo looks okay. I mean, he's... That's all right. There's another, you know, mid-round draft pick that people passed over and he missed last year because of COVID and hadn't played college ball since 2019 in the Pac-12. And as a rookie, he looks competent. Uh, Carl Granderson is a name that nobody knows that people will know by the end of the season, I think. How do you feel about special teams? Punter's awesome. Sorry, Thomas Morstead.
6: Yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, the kicker, whose name I can't recall. I mean, he, well, he had a 52-yarder in there. I mean, all right. Uh, Rosas. Rosas. Yeah. Rosas, that's it, yeah. I was listening I to Rojas, uh, but it's Rosas.
4: a little bit of the, uh, the pregame show, and uh, Mike Hoss is the new play-by-play announcer. I, I thought maybe the best line that I heard from him during the um, – uh, during that time was, uh, if it doesn't work out a kicker for Mr. Rosas, perhaps he could play linebacker. He's a big dude at kicker. Big guy. Big dude at kicker. All right, so, the whole three parts of the game, right? We talked a little bit about defense. Talked a little bit about special teams. What about on the offensive side? Obviously, no, Alvin Kamara last night. Marquez Callaway was a star. Are we 100% sure that the quarterback competition is settled? certainly feels like it. Yeah, I mean, Sean
5: Payton's not saying that it is, but it, it, I think it is. Because at, at this point, right, if you're on the team and you saw what you saw last night, are you really – going to be okay with Taysom Hill playing quarterback over Jameis after you've seen what you saw? And the problem with Taysom, I mean, there there were times... He he very clearly is not comfortable in the pocket. He panics... I mean, he got an intentional grounding from the center of the pocket last night because he panicked through a ball. Just threw it to empty space in the middle of the field. There was nobody there because Rush was coming in on him and he just panicked through the football and there literally wasn't anybody there. Holds on to the ball too long... He's very inconsistent with his accuracy. And what frustrates me watching him is... You're a, one of the better athletes, all-around athletes, like on your team, for sure. Run the ball some. That's your strength. You're not going to out-throw Jameis. You're a different quarterback than Jameis. You're a heck of an athlete. You're a big guy that runs 4-4. You've got space. If there's nobody open, don't hold onto the ball forever. Pull it down and take off. That's your advantage. That's what you could do to help this offense. Instead, he just he insists on trying to prove to everybody that he can throw, and he holds onto the ball too long and takes sacks. Where there's 15 yards of open field in front of him, and he's just hanging onto the football. Pull it down and run. Do what Lamar Jackson does. That could have been the difference. Instead, he refuses to do it. It's incredibly frustrating. Run the ball. That's what you do. I think the
4: larger question here, Because I think we're all in agreement, and I think most Saints fans are in agreement, and I think most everybody that watched that game last night is in agreement that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And so the next question is, so what of Taysom Hill? Is he the backup quarterback? Does he demand a trade because he wants to be a quarterback in the NFL? And, and forgive me if this sounds uh, harsh. You just had a chance to win a starting quarterback job in the NFL, and the guy you were competing against was Jameis Winston. Not that Jameis Winston, I, I think Jameis Winston can be good with Sean Payton as his mentor, as his teacher, as his coach, as the guy calling plays. But you couldn't beat out Jameis Winston. Amos Winston is not in the same category as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. I'm not sure he's in the same category as Zach Wilson, who has never taken a snap in the NFL. There's a reason
5: he's in New Orleans. Yes, because they were able to get him for cheap, and nobody else wanted him. Nobody wanted him. And
4: so, does Taysom Hill look at this and go... I gave it everything I had. This is a great way to make a living. I don't really want to block defensive tackles anymore. But I have a special skill set that will allow me to play this game for a while and I'm just going to embrace the heck out of it and do everything I can to help the New Orleans Saints win. Or is he going to go, nope, I'm a quarterback. Except for the fact that he hasn't been a quarterback. And there are 30 teams in the NFL that would really like to have Taysom Hill on their roster in the role that he has
5: played for the Saints over the last couple of years, because doggone it, he's valuable in that role. None of them are going to pay him $12 million, though, I don't think. No,
4: not at all. And the Saints can't pay him $12 million to be one of three quarterbacks on the roster.
5: No. It's a heck of a question, though. I mean, what is his future? Because I think... If quarterback is what he wants to be, perpetual backup is what he's going to become. And if he decides, I didn't win the job here, I'm just going to do what's best to help my team, he can have a long and lucrative career in the NFL. Problem is, he lost some weight this summer. On purpose. He only worked at quarterback. On purpose. So can he immediately be the same guy who was so physical, yet athletic at the same time, when he's clearly lost some weight. I don't want to say like 25 pounds, but he's slimmer. I don't know. I mean, that's a difficult conversation that that he and Sean Payton are going to have to have together, and I don't think his choice is going to be the right answer. I think he might go.
6: Well, I mean, if he goes, there are other wide receivers and tight ends you can draft. That'll be just fine.
4: Tony in Columbia says, give a little shout-out for our local guy, Jacksonville punter Logan Cook, who is now getting paid really well after his new contract. Yeah. Great punter at Mississippi State, and he's been great in the NFL. Hard not to be happy for him. Uh, Paul in North Mississippi, with kindness, aren't the Dallas Cowboys just as relevant as New Orleans in our area? It's in our area, too. I would sure love to hear more about Dallas and less about New Orleans. Thank you. I'm not sure that Less about New Orleans is necessarily the ticket, Paul, but we can add a little more Dallas to the conversation. And they certainly become more relevant once we actually get to see number
5: four take a snap and play quarterback for the first time in a year. They didn't play last night. I think I would disagree some with the whole they're on equal footing here.
4: Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. We've got plenty more coming up. We'll be right back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
3: That's msblood.com.
14: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
5: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men in a truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men In A Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twominintatruck.com for a free no-obligation estimate.
8: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat dinner, carry out, DoorDash, or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283.
15: Once again, 769 208 8283. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While several indicators remain at their highest point of the pandemic, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explained this morning that we may be reaching a plateau. When you look at our cases, over time it looks like we are beginning to plateau
13: a couple of days does not a trend make but it does look like we're moving in the right
15: direction with our case numbers it does look like we're starting to have some leveling off with our hospitalizations. Dr. Byers did warn that deaths may increase in the coming days following weeks of higher case counts. The Department of Health confirmed 111 additional deaths this morning. And according to the National Weather Service, two tornadoes struck Tishomingo County on Saturday. The first was an EF-1 storm with winds of up to 105 miles per hour, and the second was an EF-0 system with winds up to 70 miles per hour. Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
16: With the surge in COVID-19 cases, Mississippi's hospitals are overwhelmed. The best way to stay out of the hospital and avoid serious illness and even death from COVID is to get vaccinated. I'm Gerard Gibbert, and I got vaccinated after discussing with my personal physician and many doctor friends. Vaccines are safe and effective, but they only work if you get the shot. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi. Mississippi media. bad internet is bad for business we've all been
12: there lagging video chats slow downloads oh come on it's just not a good look instead call cspire business our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest most reliable internet around period no excuses no apologies Fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
0: Talk Mississippi.
7: You ready, guys?
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
6: I
5: like the Rolling Stones, Michael. I don't know about you. Yeah, we lost a great one today. That's why we've got the Stones theme. Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones, at 80. May he rest in peace. Uh, I'll set the
6: over-under on 90 seconds for for Richard to notice that we are back from break. This is
5: Sports Talk. I kind of want to change the screen just so if he looks up, he doesn't see us. Doesn't see us talking. You know, and he'll just sit there forever. (laughs) You know... Let's see.
6: Let's. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Please turn your radios down. I'm going to to make a loud noise. Here we go. Cross, Richard. Nope, didn't work. Richard Cross.
4: <laughs> he's he just... Really, I mean, he's locked there. Must be into a something. heck of
6: a sale on Peter Millar right this second that he is just
5: locked into. He got the email from Orvis. <laughs> Our fall collection is in. <laughs>
6: Look at these scarves!
5: <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness! We are uh, we let's are two minutes fun. into this segment now.
6: He'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, maybe Should I so. text him. no, I don't, no, you know, no, let it ride. Let it ride. Let We're it gonna ride. let it
5: ride. But uh, Charlie Watts, may he rest in peace. A uh, great,
6: great drummer, absolutely
5: great drummer, music legend. It's uh, we've had a tough few years with uh, losing. Legendary musicians. I mean, Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Money, Charlie Watts. It's it's been kind of been kind of tough for musicians a bummer. around here. But heck of a life a that bummer. guy lived. I watched a documentary about they they did a tour in South America. Mm-hmm. You had these slums in Argentina, I and mean, this is like 2009, right? Long past their prime, although they're still great, right? Yeah. Where the the Mouth with the Tongue Out logo was just painted yeah. on oh, the yeah. streets there. Iconic.
6: Yeah. In Argentina. Just I mean, how random is that? Crazy. And, of course, Keith Richards still going. There's no stopping that guy. I think he's a vampire. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just straight up immortal at this point. Somebody maybe says, he just ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't know. Maybe so. Oh, Somebody he says is. maybe he's hey. napping.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. He's here. Yeah. Hey, Richard. Welcome back. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Richard. Richard. What's up, man? I don't know what's going on with him there. This is a great there radio. Go.
4: There he is. Hey! There was a button pushed that made it oh, impossible see, for me to hear you guys. Four see, minutes into I, the segment. I push a
6: button and everybody yells at me, but Richard just pushes <laughs> one. And it's no big deal.
4: I don't even know how I did it. Maybe I Oh I do know how I did it. The um the spring on the microphone stand, I was fiddling with it during the break and it popped off and it bounced on the board and I didn't realize that it hit a button that put everything in cue so that I couldn't hear it. Here it Jeff oh, in anyway. Oxford, is Richard really that oblivious? It's not that I'm that oblivious, I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And would have been the longest commercial break in radio history, right there. In the history of the world. <laughs> We tried everything to get your attention, but my apologies. Oh, well. My
5: apologies. Right. Um, we were talking about Charlie Watts, by the way, so you didn't miss any Alliance conversation. Did you play Rolling
4: Stones coming out of the bar all day long? a boy. So I know you guys aren't the
6: biggest wrestling fans in the world, but and you're not as big a nerd as I am either. The Alliance just sounds cool, though. It just sounds cool. The Alliance. And I, I like to picture Greg Sankey as the Emperor talking about the Rebel Alliance. There's a lot going on that it works for me phonetically. I'll
4: just say that it sounds a lot cooler than it is.
6: Well, it was yes, I also. agree with we, that. We, we, we had the
4: the Alliance of American
6: Football. The AAF. A- F- a- yeah, the AAF. There was well, an alliance between men and elves in Lord of the Rings.
5: Yeah.
4: I think it was Brett McMurphy, or oh, the Super Friends Alliance is what he called it. Like the yeah. Friends Alliance news conference will be televised on Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 networks at 2 Eastern. SEC Network will counter with endless loop of past CFP playoff national championships
5: won by SEC. I mean, if you're Greg... Greg Sankey must have... I hope he watched it. I believe he watched it. And oh, I he bet was. he smiled. During the entire thing. To recap, for those of you that didn't watch it or or get to listen, I listened to the vast majority of it. Basically, these three conferences have gotten together because they want to preserve the integrity of college athletics. That was the first thing they talked about. But to recap, there is no formal agreement, nor do they plan to have one. They have not signed anything. They will not sign anything. There will be no agreement whatsoever. And the reason why they said there won't be is because they trust each other and they looked each other in the eye when they talked about it.
4: Yeah, but do you know why they're really not signing anything? Because they want to blow it all up? Because the first time the SEC calls one of the schools in one of those leagues and says, hey, you want to join us, they're going to be like, yes,
5: Yes. we're coming The next thing is they (laughs) want to do a scheduling thing with each other, but they don't know when that can happen because of contracts and things like that. The ACC has games scheduled into the late 2030s. So then they're all bound by contract, and they're not going to buy out all of those games. So there's no agreement of anything. They are not going to start scheduling games in any kind of conjunction with each other, with any kind of formal standard, until at least the 2030s. They are possibly going to delay the expansion of the college football playoff because they weren't on the four-man working group that put a proposal out there. Essentially, they had a press conference today to announce... A future announcement that they may or may not get to in this decade. That was today. What a great idea. We should do that.
6: We should We should just have announcements about future announcements, in my
5: opinion. The only thing that's relevant, like we said before, is that it's very clear they want Fox especially to try to have rights when the college football playoff does expand. They want other people to have seats at the table in negotiations. Other than that, it's all garbage, toothless, lip service that means nothing and will become nothing.
6: Ole Miss has non-conference games scheduled now through 2037 with ACC and Big Ten teams. They have a series with Virginia Tech that goes 32-37, and And with Purdue that goes thirty three and thirty four, so I mean is almost getting bought out of that. I don't know. State only goes to two thirty to thirty
4: one. That's with Washington State. Hmm. So and they're state's not buying got, out of those deals. There's no way. What state's home and home is it? Arizona State or Arizona State and Arizona? So state starting next year they're at Arizona,
6: then home to Arizona, at Arizona State, home to Arizona State, at Minnesota, home to Minnesota. Texas Tech at home at Texas Tech. Well, that didn't mess up anything. Yeah, Texas Tech's good. No issues with them. Yeah, Texas Tech. You know that'll be a that'll be a uh, a great Sun Belt matchup.
4: Is Mississippi State going to have to add a Power Five game for that year?
6: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you need to say that (laughs) by that time, Texas and Oklahoma are in. Are you playing nine conference games at that point? Did they did they take away that requirement with nine conference games? I don't know.
4: I'm stealing this idea from one that I heard on the radio earlier today, but I thought it was really funny. A group of owls. You know what they're called? A group of owls? They're a parliament. Of owls?
6: Parliament of owls. Very cool. Uh,
4: a, a group of ants. We know what a group of ants marching together is called, right? Oh, Dave Matthews, Ben. Yeah. There you go.
6: An army. An army of ants, yeah.
4: A group of barracudas. Swimming together in the ocean?
6: That's the Wilson sisters.
4: It's called <laughs> a battery.
6: A battery of barracudas.
4: Do you know what a group of vultures is called? Lawyers? A committee.
16: <laughs> is that not <laughs> the most... That's
4: perfect. Well, that's the that's best. Is perfect. that not the most perfect thing ever? That's That's... Really good. I won't lie yeah. to you. I was wondering where you were building to, but you delivered. The payoff was yeah. good. All right, so here's some of the quotes that uh, come from the meeting today, the press conference today. Um, scheduling component for football and women's and men's basketball designed to create new interconference games, enhance and enhance opportunities. The scheduling alliance will begin as soon as practical which is to say not very, uh, while honoring current contractual obligations. That run until 2037. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, quote, We want and need the Big 12 to do well. The 12 matters in college athletics. The Big 12 matters in Power 5 athletics. So much so, parenthetically, that we chose to exclude them from this alliance. George Klialkov said there is no intention to stop our teams from also scheduling games against any other conference they want to schedule games against. So, well, again, what are you doing? They'll have flexibility. So, then what's the point? From the
6: text line, a group of baboons is called a congress. I mean, that just makes perfect sense.
4: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back.
7: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
2: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help.
8: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
7: You're listening to Supertalk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports. Brought to you in part by All-Britain's Jewelers. Diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All-Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village.
12: Mommy, you know how you told me never to keep secrets?
7: Yes, baby, why?
12: I think you're
3: keeping them. What?
7: I think you think Daddy has no business using tools around the house. Oh, that's not a secret. He knows. That's why I encourage him to shop at Ace and Screw. They help your daddy get the tools and fasteners he needs, and they give him great advice about his projects. Then why are you always on him about getting stuff finished? Well, there's only so much the guys at Ace and Screw can do for your daddy. He sure is good at buying ice cream, though. And tools.
17: Ace Bolton Screw, Jackson and Gluckstadt. It's time for the kids to head back to school to learn their ABCs and one two threes. At Mazda of Jackson, we're teaching you the one two threes of car buying: one, buy from a dealer you can trust; two, look for the best selection; three, get the absolute best deals like these at Mazda of Jackson. Now get zero percent financing on every new Mazda in stock. That's right, zero percent financing, which will save you thousands in interest charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. And as always, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. School is in session. So get to Most of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. for With approved credit on select models. See you before details.
0: Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: What do they want? Exciting news.
0: Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi now.
18: Now.
2: Of borrow, queen in she tried to
12: take me for a ride
4: clearly right up the, the, the alliance was formed by three commissioners not three attorneys by the way my favorite opening line to a song of all time We know it was formed by commissioners, not attorneys. Here's how we know that. Nobody was willing to sign a contract. And if it ain't signed, it doesn't mean a thing. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, this was the quote that Borky was talking about earlier, on not having a signed contract between the conferences. Quote, it's about trust. We've looked each other in the eye And made it an
13: agreement. Close quote. That's
4: ridiculously naive. Incompetently naive for a commissioner.
20: Three of them.
6: It really is something. I mean when we say this this was a press this was like Seinfeld. This was a press conference about nothing. Nothing was done today.
3: You, you know what?
4: I went back and listened to the beginning of Friday's show. You remember we came on the air Friday? We didn't say hello. We didn't say welcome. I just started talking. And I mean I just kind of went off. And I was in the car on Saturday morning. I said, you know what? I'm gonna listen back to that. That may have been a little strong. It may have been a little misguided, a little misinformed. And I listened to it, I was like, eh, it was okay. But everything that we heard today reemphasizes what I said on Friday at the beginning of the show. I mean, this is the biggest do-nothing public admission of insecurity We're going to say something to make it look like we're doing something, even though we're not really actually doing anything that couldn't be done without this press conference. That's what today was. Kevin Warren asked if the SEC adding OU in Texas prompted the alliance. Quote, what that did, that allowed all of us to take a step back, take a step forward. What will next one to 15 years look like in college athletics? I wouldn't say it's a reaction. You have to evaluate what's going on. Kevin Warren is a guy that when somebody is whizzing on your head, he's going to tell you it's raining and he expects you to believe him. What do you mean it's not a reaction to Oklahoma and Texas? Did you not have a Webster's dictionary nearby? Do you not understand the meaning of the word reaction? Is there something that happened that prompted you to do what you did next? I don't know. Maybe it was a bad question. But to say that it wasn't a reaction is dumb. And also, if you're in a position of leadership, why do you have to have something earth-shattering happen to take a step back and to look at the big picture and to think about things in a smart way, in a broad way, in a could-we-be-doing-something-better way? That's not leadership. That's reactionary. Leaders do exactly this. They look at the big picture. They think that was what Mike Slive and, frankly, Roy Kramer before him were so incredibly good at. I think maybe in the third drawer on the right side, there was a crystal ball at SEC headquarters. And from time to time, those two men would pull that crystal ball out and look into the future and say, how do we best position ourselves going forward? That's leading. Kevin Warren and Jim Phillips and George Klyavikov. This wasn't leading today. This was... How can we give the appearance of leadership? But pretty much everywhere you look in our world, it's all about optics as opposed to results anyway these days, isn't it? Maybe they're just taking their cues from everybody else that has a public voice. Both the Big 12 and the, our Big 10 and the Pac 12 have said that they are going to have to address whether to drop from nine to eight conference games because of the scheduling alliance. Among friends. Again, (laughs) high level Jim Phillips thought cloud that turned into a quote. Three motivated commissioners felt this was the time to come together to do the right thing at the right time. Did you guys see my tweet last night? Yeah. It was the SEC last night, and I put the shrug emoji. Okay. It's, it's all it is. Like, whatever. Okay. You do you. Let's talk some college football when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, and you. More coming up.
0: Super Talk, this is Super powered Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals Street at the Williams Tree Talks, 601-345-89FM.
18: I'm Rich Denison. President Biden's expected to announce his administration will stick to next week's deadline to end the U.S. presence in Afghanistan as evacuation efforts continue.
1: 37 U.S. military planes took off in the past 24 hours. 21,600 people were evacuated, among them nearly 9,000 people on civilian aircraft.
18: Fox's Jennifer Griffin at the Pentagon. Critics say the deadline should be extended to ensure the safe evacuation of all Americans and at-risk Afghans. Rising coronavirus infection rates have prompted the cdc to issue its highest level of travel advisory for six destinations including the bahamas
1: it's now in the level four very high category and joins haiti kosovo lebanon morocco and saint martin the cdc says if you have to travel to areas on its advisory list you should be fully vaccinated
18: fox's tanya j powers america's listening to fox
3: news Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Oh even remember the
13: last time you changed your spark plugs? Well, then now's a good time. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase four or more select Iridium spark plugs. Put the pet back in your car. Visit your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop OReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh,
5: O'Reilly
13: Auto Parts.
15: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening
8: to Super Talk Mississippi News. A
15: suspect has been charged in the weekend murder of a recent Ole Miss graduate. 19-year-old Keith Harmon Jr. of Batesville faces first-degree murder charges in the shooting death of 24-year-old John Adams, who was killed at the Lynx apartment complex in Oxford early Saturday morning. Harmon's bond has been set at $1 million. The victim had just graduated from Ole Miss back in May with a degree in mechanical engineering. And you've heard a lot. Not about the current shortage of nurses, but Lee Bond, CEO of Singing River Health System in Pascagoula says the shortage was here before the pandemic.
20: 2,000 less nurses in Mississippi, less people enrolling in nursing school, more nurses retiring early and nurses are able to leave Mississippi and go to Texas, Florida, even places like Kentucky and make three times what they make now.
15: Bond says nurses have been heroes and they should be paid like heroes.
10: Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
20: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to GetYourShotMS.org.
15: Mississippi's vaccination rate remains the second lowest in the country, in front of only Alabama. During a visit to Mississippi's neighbor to the east over the weekend, former President Donald Trump, despite some pushback from the crowd, encouraged everyone to take the shot. I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. you got to do what you have to do, but
9: I recommend take the vaccines! I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got — no, that's okay. That's all right. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. If it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know, okay? I'll call up
15: Alabama and say, hey, you know what? But it is working." Currently, 98 percent of Mississippi's new cases are among the unvaccinated. Speaking of new cases, the Department of Health's latest report includes just under 3,300 new cases, and while some date back to June, 111 new deaths have been confirmed. This represents the first time that that number has reached triple digits for one day.
3: To all the go. folks in the Capital City metro area,
10: love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show.
13: We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. More Sports Talk Mississippi now. Now.
4: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad coming to to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit pearlriverresort.com for more. Time for us for the first time today to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. Tyler Horka joins us right now. That is a name that I'm sure you recognize. He was in the state of Mississippi covering Mississippi State at the Clarion-Ledger for the last couple of years now with Blue and Gold Illustrated in South Bend and is covering the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Tyler, thanks for a few minutes of your time this afternoon. I- I'm curious, first of all, when you move into a role covering a program that has the historical significance of a Notre Dame What's the immersion process like when when you kind of walk in the door and you say, okay, not only do I have to cover this team, but I've got to have like this body of knowledge that goes along with it as well?
21: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Richard. The first thing that I noticed was just the size of the beat and how many people there are covering Notre Dame. And I always thought there were a lot of people covering Mississippi State, and I was very impressed. I mean, obviously, we all know that Starkville's not the biggest college town out there, but There's a lot of people that get to Mississippi State and get to Starkville to cover those games and even practices and even midweek availabilities, but I showed up here for the first day of fall camp, and there must have been, I don't know, five TV stations as opposed to a couple, and there were probably close to 20 beat writers. It seems like every outlet has at least a couple guys, and it's just kind of crazy to see that, and that's when it hits you, and and that's when uh, I realized, I was like, man, I'm, I'm covering Notre Dame. This is a a place that has, uh, I think it's 11 national championships. I should probably get that down by September 5th. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I took a walk around campus before fall camp started with my sister who helped me move in up here. And uh, and even she knows, you know, the the historical significance of a place like this. And I, I think she can count on one hand how many college football games she's been to. Um, she might not even need a couple fingers, to be honest with you. So she knows this, you know, the gold helmets, that's what she said. She said she was... She was like you know you're covering that team with the gold helmets and I'm like yeah that's that's Notre Dame so uh it, it is pretty crazy uh, to be up here and it's definitely uh yeah it I mean I, I researched all summer just uh, to, to, I watched every single game from the 2020 season I bought a couple books on the history of Notre Dame it's just it seems like there's so much that you have to know when when you're covering a team in a program like this
4: so what was that first walk around campus like? I mean, I've always heard people say that, that when you step on the Notre Dame campus, it feels a little bit different. My guess is it feels different in, I don't know, late June, early July than it does if you're doing it, you know, in October with the chill in the air and, you know, they're, they're waking up the echoes and, and whatnot. What was it like though, that, that first time, that kind of first walk around soaking it in?
21: Yeah, i tell you what, I, I walked out the uh, door this morning and I I thought I was back in Mississippi. It's about 90 degrees with a little bit of humidity in the air, so I, I'm not I'm wanting that. You know those four-foot snow days and whatnot, but uh, right now I wouldn't really mind one, but uh, it, it kind of felt like the movie Rudy, I, and I know everyone's all seen it, and that might be the most cliché thing I've ever said, and I've said a lot of cliché things, but... Uh, just just walking around Notre Dame Stadium and, and seeing touchdown Jesus, and then walking down to the grotto, and it was I think it was uh, like a Monday afternoon, and there were a bunch of candles lit there, and there were some people praying, and it, there is just a different uh, feel when you walk onto a campus like this. And I mean, this is our job, right? We go to a whole bunch of college campuses. I've been on a few college campuses with. Uh, Brian Haydad and it, this one has just feels a little different than any of the ones that we've ever been to and um, I'm you know, a couple weeks into fall camp and I'm sitting in a, a parking lot right now after just taking in uh, the first 30 minutes of a Notre Dame practice and it, it still feels a little surreal and it, it's just different That that's probably the, the word to describe it, it's just different here
4: Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated covers Notre Dame now on your radio on the Farm Bureau phone line when you look at Notre Dame traditionally and this year as well, their schedule is so unique. And it's become more unique in recent years because it's got the five ACC games that rotate, but then they don't shy away. They still play Navy every year, and they still play Stanford every year, and they still play Southern Cal every year, and those dates kind of change. Is it fair to say that, well, no, no, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. When you look at this year's schedule for Notre Dame, what do you make of it? Is it ridiculous? Is it not too bad? Is it somewhere in the middle?
21: I would say it's somewhere in the middle and, and maybe even leaning on the not too bad side because you look at it, and I think there's four ranked teams. You know, those polls just came out in the last couple of weeks. There's four ranked teams on the Notre Dame schedule, and Notre Dame gets three of them at home. And that includes USC, uh, that includes Cincinnati. Wisconsin is a neutral site game on the road in Chicago, which is only two hours at the most from here. And then North Carolina has to come in to uh, Notre Dame Stadium as well. And I know North Carolina is pretty highly ranked because they've got Sam Howell. And, you know, Mac Brown is kind of turning that program around if he hasn't already. But they lost a lot of guys. I and mean, they've got to come to South Bend. And USC has to come to South Bend. Cincinnati's got to drive up to Interstate and, and come to South Bend. So. Uh, I don't think the schedule is too hard. Obviously, Notre Dame is a little more worried about its own personnel and replacing Ian Book and uh, some of those guys from last year's defense that also went to the NFL. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa won the uh, Butkus Award, and they've got to replace him. So the schedule's not too bad, but there are some uh, some worries just personnel-wise you know, within the program itself.
4: Obviously, Ian Book is now in New Orleans. Talk to us about the quarterback position this year. What is that going to look like for Brian Kelly's
21: team? Yeah, they've got Jack Cohn who transferred in from Wisconsin. Uh, You know, the Big Ten had a a weird year last year and started almost in uh, November, so they only played six games or whatever it was. And Jack Cohn didn't play any of those games because he underwent a foot surgery in early October. Uh, Set out the season, decided to spend the rest of his college eligibility at Notre Dame and he won the starting job really early in fall camp uh you know it was one of those classic quarterback competitions coming in where you got a, a sophomore in Drew Pine who's been here for over a year obviously and you know a lot of the guys are close to him they think that he can start and win games right away for Notre Dame but when you bring in a fifth year guy uh from a program like Wisconsin who's played at the power five level and uh won 10 games in 2019 as a starter Obviously, you know, it was always trending toward Jack Cohn starting at quarterback for Brian Kelly, and that's the way it played out pretty early in fall camp, too.
4: This may be a dumb question. Since everybody got a free year last year, does Jack Cohn get two free years? I mean, can can he double up on medical redshirt and the, the free COVID year, or does he only have the one year left?
21: I'm going to be completely honest with you, Richard, and I, I did the research on that. I talked to people, and I said, does he have two years? Some people told me yes. But then I just oh, overheard the other day, and some people said, no, this is Jack Cohn's only year. The way I interpret the rules, uh, like you said, with that medical redshirt that he had and then the free COVID year as well, I I, think, I would think you could double up. But that being said, like I said, um, you know Notre Dame has, is starting to recruit almost at that Alabama-Clemson-Georgia level to where they're bringing in quarterbacks that they think could really start right away. They have one right now and Tyler Buckner, who's pushing for the number two job, a true freshman. I think this is Jack Cohn's only year at Notre Dame. But the way I look at the rule, I'm saying, well, could he go play somewhere else again? I know he already transferred, or or could he stay at Notre Dame for that extra year? It's all a mess. You you guys know that. Um, But I would say that this is Jack Cohn's only year at Notre Dame.
4: That's fair. Visiting with Tyler Horka. We've had this debate in the past, and I'm curious, as I'm sure you've looked at it closely, is Brian Kelly undervalued as a college football coach, there are people that will say, well, you know, I mean, they've gotten to the big game, but they can't win the big game. But he's gotten Notre Dame back to a place that it has not been since the late 80s under Lou Holtz and certainly has been more consistent than anything else since. Do do we undervalue the job that Brian Kelly's done?
21: Yeah, I think people get a little jaded, and that's not very fair to Brian Kelly because, I mean, when you're winning 10-plus games a year the way he has been, Uh, the last few years and and that goes all the way back to the very beginning of his tenure at notre dame when uh, i know that season ended early when they played alabama for the national championship i think that was 2012 season somewhere around there um i mean it's just the fact that he's lost all these big games that's where people say okay well what does it really matter if he's winning 10 plus games and and you know in some of these seasons going 12 and 0 if he's only going to lose the big one uh, look, this is a coach who's four wins away from becoming the all-time winningest coach at a place like Notre Dame. Uh, that right there speaks for itself. You can't say that lightly in any context. Uh, Newt Rockney, thats the, that's the guy who currently holds the record. He turned Notre I think Dame. I've to, heard of him. To what? I think a lot of people have heard of Newt Rocky. That's the guy who turned Notre Dame into this program. Uh, that you know, he just kind of set the standard for what Notre Dame is. And so for Brian Kelly to be uh, on the verge of passing him, and it's going to happen this season. Just depends on when it happens. Um, I think a lot. I think then a lot of people will open their eyes and say, "Wow, uh, nobody's won more games at Notre Dame than this guy." And there's something to be said for that.
4: A lot of really good information there, Tyler. Appreciate you uh, jumping on, spending a few minutes with us, and, uh, man, hope it's a fun year. Uh, certainly is uh, a cool setting that you're going to be in uh, covering one of the absolute blue bloods in college football. Really appreciate your time today.
21: Yeah, thank you for bringing me on. Uh, and tell Haydad that I miss him down there, all right?
4: I'm he very proud you. of you, son.
21: <laughs> thank you. Thanks.
4: That's Tyler Horka from uh, Blue and Gold Illustrated Covers, Notre Dame. Joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be right back.
7: Glass traffic center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
14: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
16: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark.
7: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
18: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble.
10: Would you agree?
16: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
10: here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Talk Jackson 97.3. Real Sports Talk for
0: Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Tuesday. One of the teams that Tyler brought up, and we've talked about them, but we've only talked about them kind of on the periphery, is North Carolina. North Carolina's got to play at Notre Dame this year. So everybody's high on North Carolina because of Sam Howell. And so we've said Sam Howell's name a hundred times. And there have been at least 75 Phil Longo jokes mixed in there as well. And what North Carolina did a year ago is such a big deal. But can we press pause just for a second and make sure that we're completely using our brains? 2,385 yards of uh, North Carolina's offensive production last year came on the ground from Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Those two guys combined to account for 28 touchdowns. Sam Howell was spectacular, right? Threw for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdown passes, only picked off seven times. But there are a couple of things that I think stand out about Notre Dame. One, you lose Michael Carter with 1,245 yards and nine touchdowns. You lose Javante Williams with 1,140 yards and 19 touchdowns. Those two guys combined for 313 carries. And, oh, by the way, Sam Howell was sacked 33 times last year. Are we sure that we're not placing a little too much value on North Carolina? Well, now that you say all that...
5: You know? It's an interesting question. I, I mean, I think a, a lot of what will happen this year with them and where they stand is who they're up against. Schedule is very easy for them. I, I don't know, man. I, I saw that offense work against middling teams in the SEC or non-conference in Oxford for a couple of years. Like, it did work. When they didn't have to play Alabama. They also lost their leading receiver from last year. So when you're playing Boston College and Syracuse, sure, it can work. And there's a lot of that on their schedule. But what's going to happen when this team meets Clemson? We won't know unless they slip up somewhere along the way and fade into irrelevancy pretty quickly. But we won't know really until possibly the ACC championship game how good this team actually is. And they also lost their leading tackler from last year. I
4: mean, think about that. Sam Howell returns. Both Michael Carter and Devontae Williams are gone. Yami Brown is now with the Washington football team. Chas Surratt, who had 91 tackles at linebacker, is now with the Vikings. Man. We are absolutely giving Mac Brown and Phil Longo... The benefit of the doubt.
6: Well, obviously he's earned the benefit of the doubt. He's you know he's coached in big games and he's made a lot of great decisions. i about Longo here, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> her, her, her. <laughs> but Matt Brown does get. I mean, we're giving Sam Howell a lot of credit from North Carolina. We're giving Matt Brown credit. The guy's a big time coach. He won a national title. I know it ended bad at, at Texas, but the guy's been a winner everywhere else so yeah Yeah.
4: is there oh, we played this game a little bit right where we, where we look at the um, look at the preseason rankings and I think I've come around because we were talking about that question what was the stat Borky since the advent of the AP poll all but all but one. or
5: All but one year or three years? something. It was fewer than three. It was one or two, I think. A team at that was ranked in the top ten fell out completely by the end of the season. Ranked in the
4: preseason AP top ten was unranked at the end of the year. I'm looking at this group. Alabama's not it. Oklahoma's not it. Clemson's not it. Ohio State's not it. Georgia's not it. A&M's not it. I don't think Iowa State is it. I don't think Cincinnati's it because of the schedule they play. I don't think Notre Dame is it, and I'm not saying it's North Carolina because it's they're the number ten team because there are people that are in love with this North Carolina team. I mean, how many times have we heard? And then Clemson will have to beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game to stay undefeated or to only <coughs> have one loss. I think Notre Dame is the team for me that falls into that category.
5: Me, North Carolina. What did I say? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It happens. Yes, I
4: think I do North that Carolina time. is the team that falls into that category for me. And it's not because I don't believe in Sam Howell. And it's not because I think that Phil Longo runs a terrible offense. Insert your jokes however you want to. And it's not because I don't think Mac Brown is a good coach who does a nice job motivating. I think
5: it's simply the dudes they lost off a really good team a year ago. Without knowing anything about Braxton Burmeister, who, by the way, will be Virginia Tech's starting quarterback, Friday night, less than two weeks from now, in Blacksburg, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. Would you be surprised at all if North Carolina went in there and got beat? Friday night in Blacksburg. First game of the college football season.
6: not, Not totally surprised, no.
5: Virginia Tech's got a a wide receiver that's a possible early-round, even first-round pick also, for whatever that's worth. But that's a place that you can't – you don't just go into – even with all the stuff about Justin Fuente and hot seed and all that, and he had some players transfer, and people are wondering if he's the guy. Even through all of that, when have you ever been able to just roll into Blacksburg, get an easy win, and get right on out of there?
4: Generally speaking, it doesn't happen. And look, Justin Fuente's got his back against the wall. Yeah, that's true. This is a Mm -hmm. really, really important season for Justin Fuente and Virginia Tech. A really important season.
11: That's a guy that
6: I thought was going to be like the next head coach at Texas or something. Instead, he's on the hot seat this year.
4: Yeah. The transition away from Memphis to the next job has not been... Seamless. Quintes had some good moments, but he also had some kind of bottom-out moments. And Mike Norvell, I mean, jury obviously still out with Mike Norvell at Florida State. I mean, it was one year. But it was kind of like everything that could go wrong, and much of it was self-inflicted, did go wrong in year one for Mike Norvell at Florida State. Had a little bit of an issue being straight up with his team. May not have had the best locker room culture, period. The offense didn't work that particularly well, and the defense was just okay. At a place where the expectations are really, really high. Because Florida State is not far enough removed from being nationally relevant and, frankly, winning a national championship, that Florida State fans are willing to accept the idea that they have taken a step back that they cannot recover from. I
5: think all those things factor in. That's an interesting – I mean, what a game for a Friday night to start the college football season. You have a top-ten team rolling into a notoriously tough place to play. Bunch of intrigue on that game. New faces in North Carolina. I mean, you know, we spend all summer talking about how excited we are, but now that we're getting really close to it, a game that two months ago was like, eh, I'll watch, is now like, man, I I don't want to miss it. There's storylines here, a lot of them.
4: There are a lot of the beauty
5: of
6: college football. football. It's your appetizer before the big Saturday. Every game has something in college football. Most games have something. Every game has something. A little something, a lot of something. There's something.
4: And and the first two weeks are so good. Are so very good. It just keeps on coming. Not all the games in Week 1 are great, but there are enough great games in Week 1 that you can't wait. Not all the games in Week 2 are great. There are enough games in Week 2 that
5: it's spectacular. Oh, this is lame. I didn't realize That game starts at 5 o'clock Central on that Friday. It's great. Because they had to make sure, they had to move that game up in time to make sure we could get the barn burner Michigan State at Northwestern three hours later on the same network. We get to start watching college football before the show is over on that day. It will be glorious. Put your play-by-play hat on.
4: Just might have to do that. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. From South Bend, Indiana, to Eugene, Oregon. That's where we will go next. We'll visit with James Crepia. Covers the Oregon Ducks. That's when we continue. Ordstock, Mississippi. We'll be right back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
13: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. Mississippi's big Second
10: Amendment tax-free holiday is coming up August 27th through the 29th. We'll be open all three days with a store full of guns, ammo, optics, and more. To make this weekend even better, we'll be giving additional discounts on all our tax-free items, not just a selected few. Lots of guns and ammo at great discounts. It doesn't get any better than that. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you there.
1: feel Feel better,
15: faster. I'm Steven Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A suspect has been charged in the weekend murder of a recent Ole Miss graduate. 19-year-old Keith Harmon Jr. of Batesville faces first-degree murder charges in the shooting death of 24-year-old John Adams, who was killed at the Lynx apartment complex in Oxford early Saturday morning. Harmon's bond has been set at $1 million. The victim had just graduated from Ole Miss back in May with a degree in mechanical engineering. And you've heard a lot about the current shortage of nurses, but Lee Bond, CEO of Singing River Health System in Pascagoula says the shortage was here before the pandemic.
20: 2,000 less nurses in Mississippi, less people enrolling in nursing school, more nurses retiring early, and nurses are able to leave Mississippi and go to Texas, Florida, even places like Kentucky, and make three times what they make now.
15: Bond says nurses have been heroes and they should be paid like heroes.
10: I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk Mississippi Media.
12: The GT Show with Gerard Gibbert, guiding
0: you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News, your news all the time, on air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Or number one for Sports Talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man! Bingo! Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We are going to stay on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We're going to check in now in the Pacific Northwest with James Crepia, who is the beat reporter for the Oregon Ducks at the Oregonian. He's on your radio right now. James, really appreciate a few minutes of your time this afternoon this is an interesting Oregon team. They are uh, across the board a top-ten team. There are a lot of people that think that they uh, are, are the team to beat in the Pac-12. Some don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, let's just start there. When when you look at this team, what do you see and what do you believe is true?
22: Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I understand it's not unanimous that uh, Oregon was the favorite, preseason favorite uh, by most everybody, including a uh, Pac-12 voting media uh, to win the North Division and win the league again. Uh, yes, USC and Utah each got some votes in that regard as well. Uh, and, and Arizona State and the South Division for that matter. But you know, while not unanimous, it was awfully close. Uh, I'll yeah. say that. Um, so, in and, and, and full disclosure, in terms of the Pac-12's media voting, yes, they did vote for Oregon to win the North and win the league again. Uh, and that's just because I think they are the best team. Plain it simple. I think they're the most talented team. Uh, I think they're the best coach and coaching staff uh, in the league. And com- combining talent and coaching and the like, I think they're the best team uh, in this league. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, not that that they go win every game uh, necessarily, including uh, obviously the Ohio State game of week two. You know, We're not getting to that point yet. But do I think they're the most talented team in the league? Yeah. That doesn't mean that they don't have some questions uh, that they're facing either, though. Um, there definitely are a few, but in terms of preseason you know, prognostications and pick-and-league winners, division winners, all that good stuff, yeah. I, mean, I think this team certainly has the, the talent and the capability uh, to do that, for sure.
4: When I look at Mario Cristobal, th- there's part of me that still scratches my head and go, why did FIU get rid of him? Because this guy seems to have it. And, I mean, there, there are people, I mean, you, I'm sure you've heard it before, that inevitably, at some point in the like realm of history, Nick Saban is no longer going to be the coach of Alabama. That may be 45 years from now. Mario Cristobal may not still be even coaching at that time. But there are people who have said, if that ever happens, he's the guy that makes the most sense. What is it about Mario Cristobal that has made him... The right fit at Oregon that has allowed him to recruit with the level of success that he has, and and kind of turn this into a, a year after year thing.
22: Well, uh, I'll stick to the, uh, the the basis of your question and not necessarily get into projecting as to who Nick Saban's successor will be. And yeah, that's uh, like fair. You say in the indefinite in future, because uh, I i been to the, the foggiest in that um, at, at the moment for sure, and I'm sure. Much like we've seen in college basketball with some great coaches who've retired recently, that uh, uh, Nick will have quite a bit of say in the matter when, when that day does arrive. Uh, having said that, to your question of just what, what makes Mario uh, so successful and, and uh, accomplished on the recruiting trail, obviously that predates uh, his time here at Oregon. I mean, that goes back to his time at Alabama in particular uh, when he was you know, National Recruiter of the Year. And if you look at the Offensive linemen who were brought in to Alabama, dating back to you know the, the early years of when Mario was there, and he was there in 2013. And you go back through; obviously, he's been here at Oregon now for a few years, you know, as a head coach and, and first as the uh, offensive line coach and, and co-oc. Well, go back and take a look, guys, at just the the players that he recruited to Alabama during that time, and then even after he left some of those same players, and, and some of them, I believe, I believe there's still a couple who may still be around, but ultimately a lot of those offensive linemen who we helped bring in, and other positions as well, but mainly the O-line, ended up being not just future starters, future All-SEC players, future All-Americans, future you know, Outland Trophy winners. So that's what it is. is it's, we all hear and know, obviously, in the SEC, it goes without saying, you hear about coaches who are great recruiters. But sometimes you have the question whether they're position coach, coordinator, or head coach, are they great coaches? Are they great game coaches? Are they great strategists? Can they also win? Or is it really that they're great salesmen? And I think what Mario's been able to do, as a head coach in particular, is pair style and substance. You know, it, it, for, for the reputation that Oregon has, particularly before he got here, of the uniforms and Nike and the facilities and all those things, which are still true. That's not the hallmark of Mario Cristobal's program. Now doesn't mean that they don't have fancy uniforms or don't have a beautiful facility, but it's not what, you know, is the first thing that comes to mind? It just isn't. It's now about toughness of the line of scrimmage, uh, because that's part of what Mario preaches. And, When you have style and substance, when you're able to back up what you're selling by way of first of a vision of where the program can be and what success can be, and then you validate it by winning the Pac-12, you know, back-to-back years, winning a Rose Bowl, being nationally relevant, being in the playoff conversation. Yes, not getting into it yet, but in the conversation early on in a coaching tenure, that's how you back it up. That's how it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy on the recruiting trail. Because if you're just a salesman, but you don't back it up, you're probably not going to be long for the job very long. <laughs> not that job, at least. Uh, you'll be you'll be somewhere else. When you back it up with wins, well, then you know, like I say, then then you can sustain success.
4: And you know whether it was fair or not, Oregon at one point had the reputation for being a finesse team. I'm not sure that's an entirely fair characterization, but that characterization is long gone. I mean, you you mentioned it a second ago, nastiness on the offensive line. They're nasty and they're tough, and and I'm assuming that that is the the stamp and I'm not using your words here but the stamp that Mario Cristobal has been able to implement and and kind of keep going right yeah
22: and that's that's it and that's the bottom line is he wants to win at the line of scrimmage not just because he's a former old lineman and he played at Miami and you know he's not trying to bring football back 30 40 years hardly that's because that's how you win now tell me a, a national champion of the last 10, 15, 20 years of college football who was, what, you would describe their offensive or defensive lines as tiny or unathletic or not dynamic or didn't protect the pass or didn't pave in the running game particularly well, whatever whatever the case is. I mean, even bring it to the NFL level and say, "Who who won a Super Bowl who was like that? The only defense who could even make that claim in the NFL was the Colts with manning a quarterback. Yeah. So who can win in either professional or college football at the highest levels without winning at the line of scrimmage? Nobody. It can't be done.
6: Just doesn't so, happen.
22: So to your point, yeah, you know, it goes through not just because that's part of what Mario is in terms of his core identity, but I think it's kind of proven itself and he's brought that and yeah, you have so there's, there's a validity in what you were saying about not just Oregon's reputation previously, the Pac-12's reputation previously. And it still has to be changed a little bit out there. Look, this is not a conference that is producing, you know, tons of all-American offensive linemen. It just isn't. And the few that there have been the last couple of years have been guys out of Oregon. And if you now go the last, it's either four or five years, I think it's now five, which the Outland Trophy brings in defensive linemen as well, because obviously Quinn Williams is in there. Mario Cristobal has either coached and or recruited the last, I believe it's five now. It's either four or five. I think five. Outland Trophy winners.
4: That's remarkable. Yeah,
22: that, and he's gonna and he and you better believe he wants to keep that streak going. That finalists, winners, winners. Yeah, that's gonna be the core identity for as long as he's at Oregon. That will absolutely be a core pillar piece of identity. Strength on the offensive line and offensive tackles in particular. Strength on the interior defensive line and of course dynamic edge rushers as well
4: and it will be on full display on Saturday, September 11th at 11 a.m. local time when Oregon travels to number 4 Ohio State. James, really appreciate your time, really appreciate your insight. Great catching up with you, and uh, maybe we can check in down the line. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. That's James Crepia, covers the Oregon Ducks for the Oregonian. Talking a lot about Mario Cristobal. We've had conversations about Mario Cristobal, and uh, I, I understood that he was not wanting to editorialize about possibly the future of Cristobal if and when Nick Saban uh, ever actually retires. But that what what you heard James describe there is the reason that there are people that go that that's the guy, that's the guy in Tuscaloosa if the time comes, you know, in the next three, four, five, six years, recruits at an unbelievably high level. Knows that you got to win at the line of scrimmage. What did he say? Mixes style and substance. Yeah. All that matters.
5: And he's been there, too. I mean, it's just everything. Checks all the boxes. James Crapia from
4: the Oregonian joined us on the Farm Bureau
5: phone line. Check out favorites.com
4: and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. we got more coming up. We'll be right back.
7: Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
13: Did you know that the average diamond changes hands five times before it ever reaches a jewelry store? And every time, the price goes up. That's
10: nuts. And that's why the world's finest diamond cutters come directly to Juniper Jewelry. There's no one else between you and your diamond. I'm John
20: and I'm Rachel Ravenstein because we are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the diamonds of average jewelry stores. From cushion cuts to princess cuts, ovals, marquee,
10: and classic round brands they are all here at Juncker Jewelry.
20: You can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price Anywhere in Mississippi, that's the Juniker Diamond guarantee. We even have interest-free financing for qualified buyers. So guys, you
10: can do this. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer.
20: What's nuts would be to shop anywhere else. Juniker Jewelry, 1485 Highland Colony
3: Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
19: Hey, it's Richard
4: Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk, Mississippi on Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: Supertalk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad. Appreciate James Crepia joining us from the Pacific Northwest, Right, it's the Oregonian. Uh, it has been at it for a long time. James Crepia does a nice, nice job covering the Oregon Ducks, and that's an interesting football team going into this uh, 2021 season. If I sound a little distracted, you'll forgive me. Semi watching this emergency board meeting that was called, um, unscheduled board meeting that was called in the city of Oxford, where um, the mayor and the board members are debating and have been for most of the last hour as to whether or not Oxford is going to put a mask mandate in place.
5: <laughs> Question Will that, if. Just, just, just. D- d- Okay. Ask it. If the answer is yes, will that affect football?
6: I mean, the city and the university are separate entities, so it. Not the it, same thing. Yeah. Well, good. Um, but that's coming. I think we would all take mask mandate over. When I say that. I mean, I, I think most people would take mass mandate over proof of vaccine. Mm, I disagree with that. Okay, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I got know, because I can easily, I can easily prove vaccine. But I'm just saying.
4: Yeah. I, this is just going to have to be one of those times where my silence speaks for me. Because, have mercy. What are we doing? Yeah. C Spire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395 601-879-4395 Tons of big stuff happening at C Spire, including the introduction of this uh, this new parental control. Bark is the smart way to protect your kids online and thanks to C Spire they're the most affordable too. You can access tons of smart, easy-to-use tools to keep your kids safer online. Manage and set limits to screen time, filter which websites they can visit, and even keep track with location check-ins. All absolutely free with Ceasefire Wireless. Plus, unlike most online parental controls out there, Bark can cover as many kids and devices as needed, so your whole family can benefit from these powerful features. Learn more at ceasefire.com slash bark. Bark Parental Controls from Ceasefire. Uh love to hear from you this afternoon. Yeah, I, man, I, I don't know what we're doing. I I got no idea what we're doing. Borky, I'm I am like not saying anything so that I don't get alienated in my hometown. Although I don't think I'd get alienated.
5: Yeah, only if you care about what board members think. I think it's going to
4: be four to three, too. I think that's what's going to happen. We'll see. And I understand. Look, I understand that there is a crisis situation at hospitals all across the state of Mississippi, and there is a crisis situation at the Oxford Hospital. I don't understand why you single out small businesses as places where you have to have a mask mandate in place when clearly that is detrimental to small businesses. Clearly. That's not anecdotal. That is first-hand knowledge. Thomas in Greenwood wants to know if there are they saying that it's for the welfare of humanity. Yeah, probably so. Um, college football fix is just around the corner. Sorry, I'll pull myself back together before we come back.
5: Well, no, this will. I understand that the this story is we have lined up for... horrible radio. I don't think it is though.
4: What were you saying about the? Uh... Oh yeah, I, I love yeah for the college football fix. This is what we've got coming. I mean, you want to talk about opposite sides of the co- uh, the coin? In Baton Rouge and in Athens. Thankfully for now, it looks like Starkville and Oxford are going to be more in line with Athens than in Baton Rouge, but we shall see. I, lo- I love that some of the board members were saying a second ago, well, we got no idea if maths are going to actually help, but we've got to at least try. Huh. That is a really interesting Thought process. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Like I said, I'll pull it together before we come back. You can hit us up on the Ceasefire text line 601 879 4395.
0: State State. For a Mississippi, powered Mississippi. by
18: your tree professionals Super at Baroni's
0: Depots,
18: 601-345-89. <laughs> News. I'm Rich Denison. President Biden today saying he doesn't intend for the U.S. presence in Afghanistan to continue past the August 31st deadline as evacuations continue from the Kabul airport. The completion by
0: August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allow access to the
18: airport for those who were were transporting out. Several Republicans say there's no way to get all Americans and at-risk Afghans out of the country by the end of next week. A rising coronavirus infections and hospitalizations in Hawaii has led to Governor David Ige to urge people not to visit. Our hospitals are at capacity. Our um, ICUs are full. As part of the effort to curb the spread, Honolulu's mayor is restricting indoor gatherings to 10 people and outdoor gatherings to 25 effective tomorrow. America's listening to Fox News.
2: with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation.
11: Tico's Steakhouse,
18: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
14: Smith Marine has killer boats on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat.
15: You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. This morning, Governor Tate Reeves announced the arrival of over 1,000 health care workers that will be deployed to 50 hospitals across the state.
16: Having these staffing needs met, will help to alleviate a portion of the strain on our health care system and ensure that all Mississippians that need care will receive the quality care they deserve.
15: Requests for 11 additional facilities will be filled by the end of the week. For more details, visit supertalk.fm. And the body of a Vicksburg native who was
20: living in Alaska has been found. National Park Service officials say 40 year old David White was found near a creek on the Wrangell St. Elias National Park and Preserve. The last known communication from White, who was also a hunter, was on August 12th. Rangers say based on evidence found by searchers, it appears White attempted to cross the creek and was swept away by the current.
1: The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors even if you are fully vaccinated and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health.
4: Hey, it's Lucky Buck and I'm here to tell you about a new holiday. And unlike National
13: Selfie Day, this one actually makes sense. It's First Tuesday. On the first Tuesday of every month, the Mississippi Lottery introduces new scratch-off games and that is a reason to celebrate. So try your luck with fresh scratch-offs each month. And hey, take a selfie while you're playing. Oh, hold on, that one may be a keeper. Have fun, y'all. Must be
2: 21 or over to play. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696.
15: Twenty-three Mississippi Highway Patrol troopers are being recognized for their efforts to combat impaired driving. At the recent 2020 DUI 100 Club luncheon, the troopers were honored by the organization STORM, which stands for Sobriety Trained Officers Representing Mississippi. In total, the 23 troopers issued more than 2,000 citations for impaired driving over the past year. Nine of the troopers issued over 100 citations each, earning them a spot in the DUI 100 Club. And a leading manufacturer of heavy-duty power tools, hand tools, storage, and accessories is growing its presence in the Magnolia State. Milwaukee Tool will invest more than $7 million in a new facility in Clinton, which is an expansion of its current facility in Jackson. It's part of the company's recent commitment to creating 1,200 jobs in the region. The new facility is expected to be operational by November. For more on this story, visit supertalk.fm
12: See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
1: Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream
12: two-story tutor.
1: And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour weekdays from
7: two to three p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Sports Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi to the Junction, in the Grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and you, glad to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon, 24th of April. You're going to be part of the conversation on the Ceasefire text line. Jump on board, 601 879 Four three nine five six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. In the current state of business IT solutions, it's easy to get overwhelmed. You need a team of super specialized, deeply experienced engineers to tackle your biggest challenges while maintaining your complex network. Meet the authority team from Ceasefire C Business Solutions for today. Insight for what's next. Learn more at ceasefirebusiness.com. We are coming to you live from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Pearl River Resort, home of Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. It's time right now for the college football fix. football fix driven by ford and your local mississippi ford dealers log on to buyfordnow.com find out why the best-selling trucks are built ford tough 2021 f-150 43 straight years as the number one truck in america you can test drive one at your local mississippi ford dealer today so let's start with the news out of baton well maybe we should start with the news out of oxford If you go into a business starting tomorrow at like four o'clock, they, you know, they got to have time to write up the declaration and stamp it with a legal rubber stamp. You got to wear a mask, but it doesn't appear that that is the case for all businesses. Like I don't think that's the case for bars and restaurants. I couldn't, I couldn't listen closely enough to get all of the details. If you're eating or drinking, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you're buying a dress or buying a hammer or a nail or a screw or, oh, well. That'd be apropos. Um, then you gotta wear a mask. Um, so that's your local news. Slightly less local in Baton Rouge. There are people that are hot in the bayou about this. With the significant threat, this story at LSU Sports.net reads, with the significant threat presented by COVID-19 across the state of Louisiana due to the highly transmissible Delta variant, LSU will require all Tiger Stadium guests. 12 and older to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID 19 PCR test taken within 72 hours prior to entry. The decision comes after consultation with a bunch of people the governor, the president of the school, board of supervisors, TAF, the AD, and whatnot. Uh, University President William Tate said, as the flagship institution of the state of Louisiana, our foremost responsibility is to ensure the safety of our students, our supporters, and our community. We are aware of the diverse perspectives across the nation regarding masks and vaccines. We must take all reasonable measures to protect our campus and community. Current threat to our lives, our health, and our medical system due to COVID-19 is overburdening our hospitals, and we must do our part to stop the spread. So, do you still have to wear a mask? I mean, if you've got proof of vaccination or a negative test within 72 hours, do you still have to wear a mask? Does not mention it, does it? Doesn't say it. Don't see that. Uh, And also, all students at LSU must be uh, must have their first dose of the vaccine by September 10th, or
5: they will not be allowed to stay in school. So, it's where you are. Yeah. What I can, not you know, it's an oversimplification, I suppose. Coming from somebody who has a PSA running on our network right now where I encourage people to get vaccinated because I did and I think it's the right thing to do after listening to many doctors along the way and reading a whole lot about it. Um, it's something that I think that you should do. However, at this point, uh, they're readily available. They're now FDA approved. Moderna will be soon. But um, uh, Almost 200 million people have taken them so far. They're they're fine. Um, We know a whole lot about COVID as well. How it's spread. Outside versus inside. The risks it poses on you, especially if you have pre-existing conditions or other things like that, especially age. We know a lot about all of this. The risks are very well laid out for you. At this point, why are we doing things like this anymore, honestly. Because even if you're vaccinated, you can still get it and spread it. That's been proven. It has much lesser effects on you, but it's been proven. You can still get it and spread it. It's also, at this point, you know the risks when you go into a crowd. You know the risks and what can happen to you if you get the virus. So why are we stopping people from doing what they want to do at this point, when everything is available for you, all the information is out there, if you are afraid of getting it, don't go to football games. Don't go. You don't have to. And everybody that goes to a football game knows what could happen if they get it at a football game, right? Right. So at this point, if you are afraid of getting it, don't go to football games. Don't go to crowds, go to the grocery stores during the set hours where they only let certain number of of people in, or most grocery stores have an option where you tell them what you want and they'll bring it out to you. That's what I can't figure out, is at what point does all that kick in? You know what will happen if you get it. You know what can happen if you get it. You know that a, a shot is available, it's FDA approved, all good, it works, or if you don't get it, it's up to you, the choice is yours. I don't understand it now. And The the first answer this is hospitals. This can all be couched as we're doing the right thing. It can be. And not everybody's maybe. making these decisions with malice intent. And the, the hospitals are stretched, and so maybe that's the only answer. But when you have things like this where a bar can be full, because everybody's got a drink in their hands, so they don't have to have a mask on. But a women's clothing store can have three people in there, and they all all have to cover their face. At that point, what are what are you doing? None of that makes any sense anymore. That's what I don't understand. You're not mitigating anything anymore if you're still letting crowds be crowds. If
4: I if if once this hold on a second, hold on. I started to say if once this is all over. I can never hear the word optics again. Then it'll be too soon. But you have to give the illusion that you're doing something, right? You got to show. We don't know if this is going to work, so we got to we got to make it look like we're doing something, so that we can tell ourselves that we did all that we could do. In the same way that the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12 today had an optical press conference. That press conference was an illusion. They didn't accomplish anything. They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. But by golly, they were able are able to tell their people, "Look, we're doing this so that the big bad SEC can't lap us all." This COVID stuff is. Virus is going to run its course just like it did last year. Virus is going to run its course and then it's going to fall and then it's going to spike when a new variant comes out. And guess what? A new variant is going to come out. And at some point, we're going to learn to live in a world where we deal with this. I understand that the healthcare system locally and statewide is unbelievably stressed. And it's only partially, large part, but partially due to COVID. There are a lot of factors that go into it. One of it, which is medical staff shortage and the inability to retain employees. Not every hospital bed in the state of Mississippi is full. All the available hospital beds in the state of Mississippi may be full. There's a difference. The available ones are the ones that they can actually staff. It's It just keeps going, man. It just keeps going and going and going. We, we, we talked about this a year ago. Once people in power are given the ability to tell you what to do, it's really damn hard for them to let go of that power. Really hard. They can rationalize it all in the name of, oh no, 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 it's because of this, and it's because of this, and it's because well now you're just picking and choosing on where you enforce and where you don't. On who gets to go and who doesn't get to go. I mean it's the most classic ever case of we're just gonna move the goal line. We're going to move the, the, goal goalpost. is it the goal line or the goal post? Which goalpost? Moving the goalpost. How would you like to be a kicker where the goalposts are constantly moving? As long as it's moving and keep telling you what to do. Unbelievable
7: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5216.
17: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at binnelson.com.
10: Great teams leave it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that Ford F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you, too. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150. Built for greatness. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales.
12: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi Boating Headquarters. RJ's
14: offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats. All
8: powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built.
2: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help.
8: That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
14: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm with you Tuesday afternoon. Hey, flip side of uh, the LSU coin is this from Athens. LSU obviously announced that all Tiger Stadium guests 12 years of age and older must provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID PCR test taken within 72 hours prior to entry. A Georgia spokesman confirmed Tuesday that as it stands now, the school plans to be completely back to normal this fall for home football games. Capacity crowds of 92,746. No masks or social distancing requirements, and Georgia will not be asking for proof of vaccination to enter the grounds. Tailgating is being permitted. This is after Georgia limited seating to just over 20,000 with masks
5: last year. A lot more than that in one of their games last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's wild. Maybe onto something there. Just and this is why every time we talk about this, and there are some people that think we shouldn't. It's a story that will remain. I mean, it, we can't not. I had somebody tell me on a live stream, well, "Why do you talk about this?" Because how, I mean, again, how could we not? An SEC coach and his defensive coordinator had positive tests recently, as we learned. Derek Mason had it too. And he's back to practice. Uh, Mason was vaccinated, and he got to go back to practice sooner than Harson, for whatever it's worth. Um, Mike Vrabel got it. You've got this thing in LSU, and people are wondering if it's going to happen in, in Mississippi as well. It's a story that that's not going anywhere. But every time we talk about it, we get people that you know drop in varying comments from "guys keep it up, vaccines are great" to people dropping us links to Alex Jones's website and everywhere. In between, But it's stuff like this is what's confusing people and what's causing people to wonder. If if you're telling us that the hospitals are full, and I believe that, and you think that everybody should get vaccinated, that's a great message. But then why are you letting crowds be crowds? And also, if you think that your town is so stretched thin that you want to implement a mask mandate, then why in your town will a bar be allowed to put hundreds of people inside standing shoulder to shoulder as long as they have a drink in their hand? What message is that sending? That's why you get some confusion from some people. I'm very pro-vaccine. I'm double-vaxxed. I love it, and I support it and encourage everybody to take it because it works. As
4: am I, and I've done the exact same thing. And even locally, Borky, I've been supportive of the fact that the Oxford School District put a mask mandate in, not because I want my kids to have to do that at school, but because the quarantining rules that are in place from the State Department of Health dictate that this is how you keep kids in school, and I do think that kids being in school is more important than whether or not they wear a mask or not. But this ridiculous mandate that Oxford has put in today—I mean, ridiculous mandate that Oxford has put in today—it's just overreach, and and it's 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 city government. Not all of them; the ones that voted for it. It's city go- government picking and choosing. Which entities get to survive and thrive, and which entities will now be hamstrung while still trying to recover from the last 18 months of hardship? Or at least the, I mean, not the last six months. The last six months have been really good, coinciding with when the mask mandate was lifted. But by golly, let's put it back in very selectively, but let's put it back in.
5: And that's it. And and that's why you have people that doubt. That's why. And maybe that's it's not fair. I'm, maybe I'm it's I'm
4: not some like out there nut job to one side or the other. But let's Borke, we were talking about this a year ago and we're still talking about it. Let's exercise some personal responsibility. If you feel comfortable, go for it. If you don't, stay home you think the vaccination is right for you, and science tells you it is, science tells you it's right for all of us, then wear it, get it, hit the shot. It doesn't prevent it, but it makes it less bad, and it keeps you out of the hospital. And the big nasty mess that we've got going on that's causing all of this is because our hospitals are overcrowded and are in crisis situations. I understand that. But now you take that crisis and you say, well, we're going to alleviate this crisis by creating another crisis. In a few places. Not everywhere, but in a few places.
5: That, like, like there, there was this back
4: and forth among the, the board members on the Oxford board, I was listening to it during the commercial break, and they kept correcting each other when somebody said, so we're singling out small businesses, and the response was, no, 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 it's Kroger and Walmart too. Oh, well in that case. They think these small businesses, are like, they're like they've all just got money trees in the backyard, and when times get tough, they just go yank some money off the tree to keep the world spinning? Or maybe they just are convinced that the government's going to come bail everybody out again, because, hey, that's what we do, right? When times get tough, we just write a bunch of blank checks and send them out, and you know what, we'll pay for it, or our kids, or grandkids, or somebody else can. pro-business when they're running for office. You can spare me that line going forward. You can spare me that line. I'm, I'm done hearing from some people how important small business is to the community, how it's the backbone of the community. Can't say that one day. And then hamstring him the next. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Adam Schefter, a couple of days ago. You guys make this. Dak Prescott may not be fully back all season as he deals with last year's ankle injury and his recent. Shoulder strain. So what is that? Not fully back,
5: but back? Right. So he's going to play. He just might not be fully 100 all season. That It's something that might linger around for a little while.
6: Which makes him the same as pretty much every football player in the world. Everybody's got a lingering injury.
5: Yeah. When I first read that, I thought, you know, I bet if you dug enough, You could get to at least 28 of the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that have something that's bugging them while they play this season.
4: I couldn't help but think about the late, great Steve McNair and some of the stories of... And and, and obviously there was a tragic ending to his story. But how he couldn't get out of bed. Game day on Sunday... Couldn't get out of bed Monday morning. Didn't practice Tuesday. Didn't practice Wednesday. Didn't practice Thursday. Light practice on Friday, ramp it up on Saturday, and then play a game the next Sunday. I mean, you, you really hope that Dak is not going through that because that's a miserable way to go through your career. Tad Prescott, Dak's brother, responded to that tweet from Bleacher Report that said, Did Adam Schefter tweet this because I hadn't seen or heard it from him, just the Bleacher Report post? Which is an interesting thing coming from Dak Prescott's brother, which makes you go, Well, is this really
5: true? Well, certainly. Nobody has ever... um, I mean, (laughs) the (laughs) Patriots... He had Tom Brady's injuries for decades, literally two decades. He had all well, kinds of ailments. What Tampa Bay did last year? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, you know it happens.
4: Yeah. Well, we got to lighten things up. I'm sorry. Um, this football question that you want to do? Let, let's go there. Let's let's see if I can get out of my funk and we can.
5: Yeah, this should be fun. I was stop thinking stop about this. At me, hey Dad. <laughs> No. I was thinking about this this morning, actually. Uh, I, my, my dad gave me an old box of a bunch of my stuff when I was a kid. And there's a photo album in there. Back when we used to take pictures with cameras and get them printed out and put them in albums. Instead of storing days. them in the cloud. And... There was a picture in there that reminded me to bring up this topic on the show. What's your favorite college football memory? Not necessarily... You know, a game that you saw, your favorite game. But when you think college football, and I would love to hear from the people on the Texan as well, your favorite memory of college football. Hmm.
4: You may need a minute to think on that one, especially if you've got to narrow it down to one. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Half an hour left. Streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com weather center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93.
7: I'm
15: Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. This morning, Governor Tate Reeves announced the arrival of over 1,000 health care workers that will be deployed to 50 hospitals across the state.
16: Having these staffing needs met will help to alleviate a portion of the strain on our health care system and ensure that all Mississippians that need care will receive the quality care they deserve.
15: Requests for 11 additional facilities will be filled by the end of the week. For more details, visit supertalk.fm. And the body of a Vicksburg native
20: who was living in Alaska has been found. National Park Service officials say 40 year old David White was found near a creek on the Wrangell St. Elias National Park and Preserve. The last known communication from White, who was also a hunter, was on August 12th. Rangers say based on evidence found by searchers, it appears White attempted to cross the creek and was swept away by the current.
4: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we
16: raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your
4: 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're gonna eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish.
15: This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favorites.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team.
0: Sports Talk, Mississippi. Sports. sports Talk, Mississippi. You know I love sports. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: Sock Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad, thank you for being with us. We, um, we're we going to try to lighten things up. Michael Borky had just the question. He put it out there before the gra- the break, and some of you are already responding. What is your favorite College football memory ever. Hey, Dad, do you immediately know the answer to that question?
6: Yeah, I do. All right. I do. It's uh, 2014. Mississippi State beats Auburn and uh, goes to number one in the nation. Okay. Not really not really a close second, to be totally honest with you. I mean, that was a... there. there All right, the, so take the, me the,
4: back to what was special about that day.
6: Well... Don't get me tearing up again, Richard. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you knew the, the, the stakes, right? It's number two, number three, and everything said that whoever wins this game is going to be number one Sunday morning. And, you know, the thought of Mississippi State at number one it, it's not something I'd ever, ever crossed my mind, to be totally honest with you, outside of some video games. Um, and so, you know, the game plays out, and State gets, gets off to a great lead, and then Auburn comes back, and State just holds him at bay and ends up. Pulling away and winning, and uh, after the game, you know, I mean, the crowd is just going at ape, and I'm, you know, I'm up there in the press box, and with the job I had at the time, I didn't go, I didn't go to the press conference, so the whole press box empties out to go down to cover either Mullen or Malzahn or whoever they're covering, and I'm just sort of up there by myself with the MSU people, and I just had that moment of, you know, this is my whole life has been. As a Mississippi State fan, and they're going to be number one in the nation, and you know I couldn't help but think of my dad and and all the, you know my grandfather and the guys who you know, and it was just so sort of just overwhelmed me. So mm-hmm. I went in the I went in the restroom and got myself together, <laughs> and uh, came back out, and and then like the people up there they know who I am, right? They're all coming over and be like, "We're so happy for you." We're so I was like, I'm sure I appreciate it. So. And then I remember doing the podcast, you know, which at that time was the B and B show, the next day, and the polls came out in the middle of the podcast, and I was just—I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I was still dumbfounded. I was just like, "I can't believe I'm going to say this," but Mississippi State is the number one team in the nation.
4: (laughs) Hmm, it's pretty good. We're not going to get a better response than the one from John in Richland. Sorry, Ridgeland. (laughs) Favorite college football memory of all time. John says, Totsie Welch. My date to a game in 1971. <laughs> boy! Shout out to Totsie. There you go, John. Good for you. Good for you. Borky, what is it for
5: you? Favorite college football memory of all time? Not near as meaningful as that one, but it's really my first one. So, uh, my, I grew up going to Furman games, as I said here before, but Furman games were kind of like high school football on steroids. Stadium similar size. It, it, you know, it was college football it was good. College football didn't feel like it, though. In 2001, my dad took me to my first major football game in the first big stadium, and it was South Carolina hosting Wofford. Uh, but I remember the magic. You, you, I mean, you guys may remember this, you may not. It's been so long ago since, you know, you guys were, were nine, but it wasn't too terribly long ago for me. <laughs> Um, but that magical har, feeling har, har. when I was a kid, walking into and sitting down inside of my first mega stadium in my life, I'll never forget it. I remember every sound. I remember things that people said around me. And I'll never forget that game. Walford, South Carolina, 2001, the first time I ever actually got to sit inside of a real college football stadium and really feel what college football was all about. That is still, to this day, the my favorite game I've ever been to because it felt surreal. As a nine-year-old kid, it felt like it was magic. Yeah, I'll never forget that feeling, and I've been chasing it ever since. But it, the the magic that I felt sitting down is one feeling that I cannot wait to give to my son one day the first time I take him to a big college football game like that to where he can sit in a stadium and just be mind-blown at the sheer size of... In pageantry of what was going on in front of me. And it wasn't a close game. They beat Walford by like 28 points or whatever. But, man, what a feeling that was. I'll never forget it. Looking at a picture last night brought me back to 2001 like it was yesterday.
4: This is harder for me than I thought it was going to be. And it's harder because I feel like I've got two different categories. I've got games that I attended as a fan and then games in which I was working. And working has taken me to a very different place than I ever experienced a game as a fan. Um, So maybe I'm copping out if I'm trying to go to a a couple of answers, but I'll, I'll give you a couple regardless. The the cotton bowl following the 2003 season i mean who who would have figured that old miss and oklahoma state would would be <laughs> the game that i would go to and a game that if we're being honest right is not terribly meaningful meaningful to old miss but that was what should have been my last year of college that would have been my my senior year and so guys that I came in with as freshmen and was friends with were either seniors or red shirt juniors that were on that team, and that was the first big bowl game that I had ever seen Ole Miss play in.
20: Yeah.
4: Right? I mean, I'd been to Liberty Bowls, I'd been to Independence Bowls, I had been to Music City Bowls.
6: Where else? Been to Independence Bowls. Yeah, Independence I, I, uh, Bowls. I
4: said that, and and on on top of Independence Bowls, on top, I think I'd been to three. Yeah. Um, I had been. No, I didn't go to the Music City or the the Motor City Bowl. I, I skipped out on the one that was the day after Christmas in Detroit. In Detroit, when I was still in high school, I couldn't quite sell that one at home. They won, but but Ole Miss won that day, That day, on the most spectacular seventy degree January first or January second, whatever day it was played on, it was January second. It was like 70 degrees in Dallas, huge old miss crowd. And I remember when it was over, I just kind of sat down. I sat in the, in the end zone, kind of over in the corner, about 15 rows up or so. I just kind of sat there and I remember just kind of being overwhelmed with emotion. Like, this was awesome. And there's so many other college football memories that, feel like they should rank ahead of that. I mean, Ole Miss over Alabama in 2014, and it was not a single moment. It was the entire day, right? I mean, it was game day and the perfect fall weather and that you know just crystal blue sky and the crowd and the atmosphere and the way it finished and all that stuff, the goalposts coming down at the end. But from a work standpoint, I've told you guys this before, that my favorite moment. Is that moment when I walk out to midfield before kickoff, when they're about to do the coin toss, and the field is cleared, and the band is already off? I'm just kind of standing there. And Chris Stewart, who has sideline reporter at Alabama at the time as well, he and I stood out there in the middle of Bryant Denny Stadium. There are 105,000 people there for an eight o'clock kickoff, and I just kind of looked around, and he looked at me. He goes, "Doesn't suck, does it?" And I looked out I like right that. back at him and said, no, Chris, it doesn't suck. I like that. It was just spectacular. All right, some of your responses. Uh, oh, goodness. There are a bunch of these. Quite a few. Sylvester Kroom beating Ron Zook. It
6: was a fun game.
4: I was there. 2009 BCS Championship game, Bama beat Texas. That's from Chase and Summit. That was in the Rose Bowl, wasn't it? Why is that one
6: different than the other ten? I don't know.
4: Mississippi State, uh, let's see here. Two come to mind, both because of my grandfather. We missed one game from 1994 until 2006. It was the Troy Tornado game. Mississippi State defeating Alabama in 1996. Defeating Alabama after a delay when the pregame guy, the parachuted in, broke his leg at midfield. Beefed it. It was awful. And then he says 2014 beating Auburn to go to number one. Grandfather died earlier that football season, and all I could think about was him listening to Jack Crystal in heaven. I'm emotional now.
6: And Jack had just died a few weeks prior to that as well.
4: Nineteen eighty, Mississippi State beating Alabama six to three. Um, we had two separate people text-
5: win streak. sorry, go ahead. We had two separate people text in about the Mississippi State Alabama six to three game, both of which were saying they were chopping wood with their dad listening to the game on the radio. Two different people, two different locations in the state doing the same thing listening to the game that day. They texted in within 2 minutes of each other.
4: How about this one? Any game in which Marcus Dupree played in high school? I saw them all. Some good choices. How about that bank of memories? Sports Talk Mississippi. We will wrap it up with you when we come back.
7: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far, no reports of any accidents, just your usual congestion for this time of day. But remember, if you see any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
10: Make a donation and help change your
2: life today.
14: It's back! That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back to school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. Plus, get a free 40 inch TV with every purchase. We want your old vehicle, bring it in and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the key of credits. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Dine Road call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi.
3: Eclipse stock number 1772 Mitsubishi 4 stock number 1795 1999 down 3.9% for 84 a year. details would approve credit. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare, Feel better, faster.
8: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro, call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
0: Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Hey, we got one last chance for you to win on October 15th. Alternative Rock Icons Bush and the Stone Temple Pilots will be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster and at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. Your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Stone Temple Pilots and Bush be the 10th person, 10th, to text into the C text line, 601-879-4395 with the key phrase, S-T-P, S-T-P to win a pair of tickets to Stone Temple Pilots and Bush October 15th at the Brandon Amphitheater. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey Brian Haydad, and you, you are flooding us with some of your favorite college football memories, and uh, really we'll good. get to as many of these as we can.
6: We need to do one for baseball, because mine would be when Mississippi State won the national championship.
4: Porky's Archie Manning giving me a jersey after the Memphis State game in 1969. That one comes from Rick. That's a Here's good one. There's one that says Dexter running Tennessee out of the house. Well, he did that day, didn't he? Whew. Playing in the Mississippi State famous maroon band watching in the pregame and halftime shows. We got a winner. Band. We
5: got a winner, so no need to text anymore. Thank you. All right. Shout out Kevin. There you go. Full band going to the Sun Bowl in
4: El Paso, where I was the coldest I've ever been and the hottest I've ever been in the same day. But yes, playing in the band while watching Mississippi State beat Alabama 6-3. My dad and I hadn't been to an Ole Miss football game since I was five years old. My mom had recently suffered from a stroke, and it made life difficult to do anything enjoyable. My head pastor surprised me with two tickets to an Ole Miss-Alabama football game. He's an Alabama fan. game was in Tuscaloosa in 2015, where I got to cry with my dad as we saw Ole Miss take down the Tide. I immediately called my pastor after the game and said, thanks, but sorry you lost. (laughs)
6: That's a good story.
4: Good sportsmanship there, no Mm. doubt. Hey, coming up on Friday, you can join Sports Talk Mississippi for the KDMC Kickoff Classic in southwest Mississippi on that Friday night. Sports Talk Mississippi – We'll be on the Wesson campus at Kapai Lincoln Community College, co on Friday for the King's Daughters Medical Center high school football kickoff, the start of high school football in Mississippi. It's the most wonderful time of the year. On Friday night, you got Brookhaven Academy and Holmes Christian. That's this Friday night, August 27th. And then on Saturday night, August 28th, Wesson and Tylertown, We'll hook up. And speaking of high school football, it returns on Friday, and Super Talk Mississippi has you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station in the state. Plus, you can stream a ton more games and get up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire state by going to supertalk.fm slash high school or by clicking on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. And be sure to check out the scoreboard preview show hosted by Will East starting at 6 o'clock on Fridays. And then catch the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show this Friday night starting at 10 o'clock, lasting until 1130. That's anywhere you can listen or watch Super Talk Mississippi. So high school football has arrived. College football week zero arriving this weekend. It is all over the place, and we are glad to be there with you for it. And then it's week one. Mississippi State is 11 days from kickoff, Well, this is 13 days from kickoff. It's going to be so good.
5: So good. Did you guys watch any of the... Yeah, what were the numbers today? They were... Four? Four, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen.
4: Four, nine, ten, eleven, and thirteen. It's getting really, really close. Did you guys watch any of uh, Braves Yankees last night? No, I was watching Jameis torch Urban Meyer, who won. Uh, the Braves finished in second. That's one way of putting it. Sure, silver medal, yeah. silver medal for the Braves last night. Five to one was the uh, was the final. Those two teams will meet up again, and then Haydad's uh, hey Giants head to Atlanta this weekend for a uh, big series with the Atlanta Braves. I think there's a fun stretch run coming for, uh, for, uh, for Major League Baseball. We'll see. Should be fun as we get down the, uh, down the stretch. Austin sent us a message on the uh, Sports Talk Mississippi Twitter feed, and he just said this, and it was Dak running away from everybody in Baton Rouge. Were you at that game, Hey Dad? I was not. I was not. I bet you were watching. Oh, I, that I was, for sure. I'll give you one more that uh, that we got. came from William. William said, Running onto the field for the very first time as an Ole Miss Rebel in 1974 against Missouri and then getting to, to see my son do the exact same thing in 2003. Heck, yeah. Really cool. Really cool. And that's pretty good stuff. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your Tuesday night. From Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We will talk to you tomorrow. Good night.